Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you the hosts of the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast, Jesse and Joe. Episode 8, Two-Player Games. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, I'm Jesse. And today we're going to be talking about two-player games. But first, we're going to talk about what we received in the mail. And the fact that I'm sitting on a booster. Because <laughs> I'm short right now trying to get to the mic. Yes, you are short. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do we get in the mail? We got uh, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, the Christmas dice. They look very pretty. Literally dice. That's what Thanks. I kickstarted. That's okay. Yes, but they're beautiful. Uh, the one is a winter wonderland. It's green and silver. And the other one is uh, red and green, I believe. Red yeah. and green. And then they gave you a free dice bag it's as really a Christmas pretty. gift. Yeah. Yes. It looks like a burlap, burlap sack with uh, like a red um, metallic-y snowflake all over it. Really beautiful. And another thing that we received, or I received, um, I got it today from one of our gamer friends. Yes. Eknum gave you a little bit of a Christmas present. He did. I think it's Captain Captain Silver. Is that the name of the game? You can look at it. It is Captain Silver Captain by Queen Silver. Games. I know. I'm super excited. You, you played that tonight. I did play it tonight. It was super quick, super fast, and... Um, you're digging in a bag to find uh, these, it's like an anchor, of pirate's wheel, a sword, a knife, a cannon, and a parrot, and a bottle, and you have to make it from one island to another island, and then once you get there, you stop, and you go around this little island, and whoever has the most gold at the end of the game win. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you guys weren't over there long. No, it was really, really quick. I think the kids are really going to like it. It can get very competitive, but every single time you pull it out, if you can't place it somewhere, you have to put it down, and it can uh, give you negative points instead of positive points. So you kind of have to really feel, but you have to feel really fast. Okay. So that was really fun. And then... You played a couple of games today. Yes, I played uh, a newer game that is not out yet, mm-hmm. um, and that we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, but it's on Board Game Geek. Yep. And the title is—I'm not sure what the title is. Um, I know. Do you want me to tell it? No, better not. Okay. Um, but it is on Board Game Geek, and it is a uh, Stonemeyer game mm-hmm. that's coming out here shortly. So a um, little bit of it being released day by day. Yeah. Uh, one of our members is a an ambassador for Stonemeyer, so I can't say a whole lot. I don't want to get her in trouble. Uh, but it was a fun game, so look forward to that coming out and uh, and playing it again. And then. And then we played Quicks. Quicks, which yes, I really... Which is a little dice game by Game Right Games. Mm-hmm. I want to get that game because I think it would be great for all of the kids, not necessarily just the big kids, because you have to... How many colored dice were there? There was yellow, blue, green, and red. Yeah, there's four colored dice and two white dice. Two white dice. So you have to, you can add, you have to add up the two white dice, and you can either choose to... Take that one and mark it off, or you can, if you're the main roller, you can take one of the white dice and add it with one of your color dice. So it's a great adding game and, you know, kind of makes your brain think because two of the lines are 2 through 12, and the other two lines are 12 to 2. Yes. So you kind of have to have a little, there's tons of strategy in that. You can't lock a line until you have at least five, five. in that roll. Yep. Yep. So our four-year-old Kathleen was playing, helping one of our friends. Yep, Eknum's wife. Yep, she was being a good sport and helping out. And then she got, Kathleen got Eknum's wife, Eknum, our friend Tom, to all play Unicorn Glitter Luck with her. Yep. So kind of played that one. I also played that one with her tonight, too. Yeah. She, she beat me, and I think she beat all four of them. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yep. <laughs> she did. She beat all four of them. She was she was hanging out with us at the game table tonight. Yep, and then the final game we got to play was okay. The Thing, Infection on Outpost 31, and that was brought over by the author, John Thornton. Who is our friend. Yeah. We have an author friend. Yeah, so he, he writes uh, a series of books uh, that are the colony ships. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find them on Amazon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Audiobook and actual book book. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And he's uh, he's got a few other uh, books out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's uh, possibly writing another book here. Yeah. He's working on book seven of the Trailblazer. Trailblazer. Yep. Yep. And the, all of his books so far on the colony ships, I believe, except for one or two, mm-hmm. have been turned into audio. Okay. Uh, on Audible. Yep. So there's sci-fi, not really my thing, but kind of more your thing. Very yes. If you were into sci-fi, they are very addicting. Um, I am a huge fan of them. So um, I would greatly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also having a board game in the progress of being made based off of these books, which I'm very very excited about. Yes, we're looking um, forward to that, aren't we? And they are also working on an RPG as well. Oh, so, really? Um, I'm not an RPG guy, but... Yes, uh, yes, we know. On that, I might actually give that one a shot. Okay. Just two reasons. Because it's John. Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, if one of my friends creates something or has something created from what he has written, totally, <laughs> I am 100% going to support that. Of so, course. Um, he's a super cool guy, so love gaming with him. And uh, so we played the outpost, or uh, the, the thing tonight, mm-hmm. and it is a um, deception hidden role game. Cooperative. Yes, cooperative game, but uh, it's a hidden role. And so if anyone has not seen the thing, which I haven't, it is a Kurt Russell movie. Um, there's this group of humans that are in this outpost in Antarctica, I believe, and uh, this alien organism has started to, uh, well, having killed their dogs first and then started attacking or um, going on the people. No, not the dogs! And, uh, yeah, so in in the game we played and uh, everyone is human except for me. (laughs) And I called that one right away and I almost called you out on it. But I wasn't sure if it was one of those type of games where it was like, oh, I know that you're infected. Well, if we had gotten farther into the game, then uh, you, there's a point where you can burn me alive. <laughs> and if we get to the chopper, then you can um, you can choose. If you're the captain, you get to choose who goes up the, the helicopter. I'm sorry. The only um, thing that's running through my head right now is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> But we made it into uh, Sector 1, and you guys died horribly, and I am the alien one. Because you kept giving us sabotage <laughs> I did not, cards. actually. And that's, here's the funny part about it, is I only gave them one sabotage card. Throughout the game, I tried to help them succeed, because I wanted to see what it was like to get into Sector 2, mm-hmm. and then annihilate them. <laughs> so, we only made it into Sector 1, and they failed horribly. Um, it's one I hope we get to the table again, and uh, um, it plays up to eight. So I'm really hoping to get a larger crowd around that and get it, get it to the table again for John. I think we can get it to the table again for John if we, after the new year, obviously, because it's getting real close to the end of the year here, and everybody's going to go their own ways. You're going to go visit your parents. Yep, next week I'm going to visit my parents in Two Rivers, so, and I'm going to probably hit the little game store and as well. Oh, no. And then... Um, <laughs> oh, no? Where do you think your Christmas presents are coming from? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then then we're doing Christmas next, the week Following after week. that. Yep. And then after yep. that, it's New Year's, the weekend before New yeah. Year's. Yeah. So we might actually have to do something New Year's. We probably won't have a game thing for the next couple of weeks. Um, but... Uh, we definitely well, have enough to we might, talk about. We might do something next Sunday. I don't know. It just depends on how tired I am after eight-and-a-half-hour eight and hour drive. So, yeah. And when I get back. That that'll, depends on a lot of it. So, right. Um, but we did today. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We had uh, uh, Kim over 
and we had Tom over and uh, Eknum and his wife and John. So it's a pretty decent turnout. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, we we're supposed to have uh, a few others, but uh, something came up and mm-hmm. they they weren't able to show up. So maybe next time. Next time, I know so. she really wants to come over. Um, a friend of mine, she wants to come over with her boyfriend. So all right. Hopefully, we'll get some more people sometime. Cool. Okay. Uh, so on to our subject: two-player games. All right. These are the two-player games that we have in our collection. Our yes, our library of two-player games yes. that we enjoy and would recommend to other people. Yes. So starting with that. We have, the first game that we have on the list is Cthulhu Realms, which I don't think I've played. Okay, so in Cthulhu Realms, each player tries to reduce their opponents to insanity, or have more sanity than their opponents when the deck runs out. Each player tur- starts the game with a small deck comprised of initiates, uh, goons, and followers, uh, five cards from each deck, form a roll of available cards on the table with um, uh, it's kind of like a little bit of a deck builder so you're buying cards from in the center of the table with uh, I'm trying to think uh, it's kind of it's a currency Mm -hmm. so you have you have damage you build you deal out and then you have currency and so you're you're buying the cards in the middle of the table to put in your deck and then you it's a deck builder I mean you're going to shuffle up your deck and uh, basically, you're just dealing damage. You get awesome cards put in your in your in your hand, and then you're you're dealing damage. And uh, once you make the other person insane, you win. Ah. So it's, it's a very simple game. Um, Hero Realms and Star Realms are the same type of game. Mm-hmm. So Cthulhu Realms takes place in the Cthulhu universe. Okay, uh, the Elder Gods, that kind of stuff. Uh, your Star Realms takes place in space, so same setup, same rules essentially. Uh, you're you're buying cards, you're doing damage. Uh, only thing in Star Realms is you've got spaceships, uh, bases, uh, cool weapons, you know, like turrets and whatnot. Uh, there's Star Realms Frontiers, which adds a whole other aspect. I think there's captains or leaders or something like that. I haven't gotten into that one a whole lot yet. Um, I I bought that one from someone that kickstarted it, so I'm hopefully going to get that one to the table here soon. Uh, I love playing Star Realms on uh, the iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I don't have Star Realms, the card game. I just have Star Realms Frontier. That's the one that I just bought. Um, oh, okay. From one of our members, actually, uh, Jeremy. Um. Uh, and then the Hero Realms, uh, there is it's essentially two players, but you can play with more. And in all of these games, you can you can play with more than two players. Okay. There's there's rules for more than two players, but they work great with two players. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're essentially a two-player game. So with Hero Realms, you have this uh, fantasy hero, you know, a cleric, a wizard, a warrior, a dwarf. Um, you know, whatever. Um, dwarf, kind of like my wife. Uh, yeah, because I'm sitting on a booster <laughs> right now. Um, so you're you're dealing damage. Same thing. You're buying cards in the middle of the, the table, and you're 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 dealing damage. You're healing yourself. You're giving yourself uh, points to buy other cards. You're just trying to take out the other person. Uh, Hero Realms actually introduced a campaign mode as well, so you can play through a storyline. Um, I have that, have not gotten into it very much. Um, I think just took the shrink off of it this <laughs> weekend. So I've had that one in my collection for a few months now. Um, hopefully you'll get that table. Uh, Tom and I usually play that one. Um, that's, I think that's the only play person I've played it with is Tom, because he got me into the Star Realms. Oh. And then I saw Hero Realms, and I love fantasy. I love sci-fi. Thanks, Tom. So can't go wrong with either one of those. And it's a two-player game. So, you know, if we have game day and Tom's the only guy that shows up, because it has been for a while where it's been Tom. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we've been playing. So two-player games are, are kind of a wheelhouse for, for some times, because those things were either you or me, mm-hmm. or me and Tom, or me and Eknum, or uh, me and Noel. 
so it's you know sometimes it's only one other person here or you know if I have one of those nights where I get up early it's like hey which one of you guys wants to come over so it's you know two player games are really nice to have and it's not saying that I don't want to play with you it's just I'm dealing with children most of the time right what's our next game our next game is I actually played this one I remember uh, Lost City the card game so there's two different um, things. There's Lost City, the big, big game, and then there's Lost City, the card game. And I remember playing this one and losing horribly. <laughs> yes. So Lost City is a card game in the Cosmos two-player series. Uh, the game consists of a single deck of cards of rank 2 to 10 in five different colors with three special handshakes uh, in each suit. Uh, the handshakes are, are literally a card that has a handshake on mm -hmm. it. So I remember that. <clears throat> there's also a uh, board in, in the middle, which functions only to hold and organize the discarded cards. So you play on each side of the board. Yep, I okay? remember that. And and largely, um, that's that's. I mean, it's pretty much what it is: cards, and then you have the board, and then you, you discard. If you're if you're not playing, so. So I remember um, you have like certain colors, and you have to order them a certain way. So if you skip a number, you can't go back and put it back in. Right. You have to. You have to, to play in ascending order. Yep. So if you're playing um, a three, and the next card you play is a seven, well. You kind of shot yourself in the foot right there. Yes. And then um, a handshake. I remember those can either be really really good or really really. Bad. Yeah. If you have one in your um, they're multipliers. Little pile. So if you don't have enough to to make it worthwhile, it can really hurt you. Right. Yeah. And that's how I lost horribly because you had those and I right. did it. And to start an expedition, it costs minus twenty points, so you are automatically working at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So if you have three cards in your in your uh, expedition, and it's like it's a, uh, two, three, and a four. And it costs 20 points to go to that expedition. You're not going to cover that cost, so it can be low scoring. Mm -hmm. But it was it was fun. It was one of those where I don't remember it taking very long. No, it's a, it's a quick game, uh, about 30 minutes to play. So I think we played it twice in that 30 minute period. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a medium to light. Uh, game. It's it's pretty easy to teach. Uh, it's it's widely recommended for non-gamers mm -hmm. to, to get them introduced into it. So, what's our next game? Uh, Lord of the Rings: The Duel. I don't believe I played this one, but I believe I think I saw you play this one. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of that one. That one's uh, it's primarily a card game. Mm -hmm. Um. What are you looking this up on right now? Are you on board Game Geek? No, I'm not. I'm looking it up in my brain. I'm trying to think here. Lord of the Rings, The Duel. Um, okay, so that's a game. Oh, okay, so that, that one is uh, that's, that's set up on the bridge. Okay, so the game is set up on the three-dimensional bridge for the epic struggle between Bar, uh, Balrog and Gandalf takes place. That's right. It's the, it's the duel. Okay. You shall not pass. Yes. Okay. So each player has their own set of cards. Each card has four markers on each side, indicating the card's strength. There's also some cards with a special action. There are four rounds per game, with the winner of each duel moving up on the bridge. Whoever ends the highest after the fourth and final round is the winner. Lord of the Rings Duel is part of the Cosmos two-player series as well. Cosmos does some really amazing two-player games. They do. I was looking at that. Um the one we just talked about, Lost City, was a Cosmos game. Right. Yep. Yeah, they do. Uh, I like Cosmos. Who'd you play that with? Uh, that's that's a great question. Because I want to know, even though. Okay. Uh, I play. I. I know you played that game. You I might have. Not have. Um, Mark. Was it Mark? Yep. I, I remember you Mark. guys playing here. Was it yep. here? Yep. Yep. It was shortly after started construction on the game room. It was so long ago. It was a long time ago. So long ago. Okay, our next game, Zombies versus Cheerleaders. Okay, so... <laughs> Did we play this game? No, we haven't. We have not gotten that to the table, actually. I thought we got this one out. We've gotten it out. We just haven't played it. So the synopsis on that is the zombie plague has struck. 
the local college campus. Only a handful of brave cheerleaders are still fighting the endless wave of old comrades and professors turned into hungry, brainless creatures. Silly. Yeah. That's the point of getting this one because it's a two-player game. I love zombies. Yeah. And I'm like, cheerleaders fighting zombies? All right. I think we played this. You might have to look when you're done. All right. Zombies versus cheerleaders is asymmetrical two-player game in which one player controls the cheerleaders while the other player controls the zombies. The goal of the cheerleaders is to defeat all the zombies, while the goal of the zombies is to devour one of the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders are standing behind barricades and have powerful handmade weapons. Oh, for real? <laughs> and can attack with a certain strength. However, each time they attack, they lose energy because they're cheerleaders. <laughs> Nothing wrong with cheerleaders. I, won't, no, I don't want to offend no, any cheerleaders not out there. Offending cheerleaders, but you know when you when you think of cheerleaders, it's like really you don't think of cheerleaders. Once they run out of energy, they're knocked out. Zombies have two characteristics: strength and protection. When they are hit by an attack greater than their protection, they are removed from the game. On their turn, the players have three actions: they can spend to move their team or to attack. By killing bosses, cheerleaders can obtain special actions, while zombies can do the same by destroying the barricades. The game uses illustrations made specially for the game by design team of the comic book series Zombies vs. Cheerleaders. Oh, okay. Now I get it. So, it's, uh, uh I don't think, no, we haven't played that one yet. But okay. I, I've had it to the table, and we were like, about ready to play yeah. it, and, and then I think people came over. So, Something like that. it, uh... It, it looks like an interesting game, and uh, I, I don't know. If you ever want to play with me, I would play it. I want to be the zombies. I want to be the cheerleaders. <laughs> we should change the cheerleaders into Spice Girls. Oh, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, what's their next game? That's Jupar? Is that how you say it? Jupar? Ah, Jupar. Jupar. Yes. Sorry, let me say it right. Like a Jafar, but you are. Jafar or Jermaine? Wow. Little joke. Um. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, let's go to the next game. Okay. Um, bang the duel. Ah, bang the duel. Alright, bang the duel. That is a two-player card game. Um, it is if you play the Bang games, there's the dice game, there's the card game. Uh, this is a two-player version of, of Bang, in which each player chooses a certain number of characters from the personal deck, with one deck containing lawful individuals and the other outlaws. The more characters you choose, the longer the game. Each player starts with two characters in play, with one being in front of the other. Each player has also has an individual deck of action cards, with a lawful player specializing in drawing cards and the outlaw player specializing in tricks. Players take turns playing cards, trying to take out the opponent's characters. As you do, new characters come into play, and whoever eliminates all their opponent's characters first wins. So, pretty simple game, about 30 minutes. Um, got a pretty decent rating on Board Game Geek, 6.55. Okay, so bang. Is that the dice game that we played with the couple dice and you roll to shoot? Yeah, you have actually several dice. I think it's five or six dice. No, I'm talking about the one where we have like six people. Yeah. And I won that one time. Yep. Is that, bang? Is yeah. that a version yeah. of yeah, Bang? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a version. That's Bang the Dice Game. So there's there's alcohol, they drink, um, there's arrows, there's bullets. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff in that one that you end up doing. You play cards. Okay, so, so Jupar, um, the camel game. The camel game. You actually told me <laughs> I, to write I, it down wrong, so that's why. Oh, you didn't. is it an A? It's an A. Oh, yeah. Um, work I've, hard. I played that one quite a few times, actually. Yeah, we played this one. I remember. Yeah. Um, you at the beginning of the game, three camel cards and two merchant cards are on the table between the players who already have five cards in hand. On your turn, you can take some cards or sell some. 
each time that you take cards, you can take one or more. However, if you decide to take more, then you will have to trade the same amount of cards from your hands that you take. If you decide to take all camel cards, then you can be used later to trade. You can sell all the merchandise that you want as long as you are all the same type. So pretty much you're matching. It takes 30 minutes to play, and it's got great artwork. I remember that. I really, really like the artwork. Yeah, and then the pieces. It's, um, you get these little discs, and, and they're cardboard, but it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Splendor. So you have this mm -hmm. stack of, of gems and gold yeah. and silver and linen, and you know as you turn in your cards, as you, you sell them, yeah, as you sell them in the marketplace, um, you you end up getting the top um, points, the most points. Yep. So yep. and you can also uh, take the camels from the marketplace, all the camels, or trade up for I think it's one or two, something like that. Something. It's a fun game. We it's played fun. that a few times now. I like that game. So very to quick to, to play at the table. Uh, the next one is... Kahuna. Kahuna. And I love Hawaiian stuff. Hawaiian themes, uh, Hawaiian games. So I'm a, I'm a sucker for when it's Hawaii. No. Yeah. I mean, if there's one place that I could visit, it would be Hawaii. Someday, yeah, hopefully. Someday when I'm really old and right before I just about ready to kick the bucket. So if somebody wants to send us to Hawaii for a game <laughs> or a convention, you know, we're just putting it out there. Yeah, and I hear Hawaiians are really nice. Shark <laughs> Okay, so uh, Kahuna is also a Cosmos two-player game. Really? Yeah, I know I have quite lots a few of them. Lots of Cosmos games on our yes. list tonight. Uh, it's a two-player game. Played on a board, depicted 12 islands. Uh, players use cards to place bridges between these these islands or remove opponents' bridges. If you get the majority or of bridges around the island, you place one of your marker stones on it and also remove any of your opponent's bridges to that island, which might cause them to lose a bridge majority on an adjacent island and lose a marker stone there. <coughs> The game is played in three rounds. A round ends when all cards from the face-down deck and the three face-down or face-up cards have been taken. Then points are scored for the islands with marker stone on them. The game can also end sooner when one player has absolutely no bridges left on the board. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much Cosmos. I mean, it's so the, the yeah, it's um, it's Kahuna. It's so the, uh, the box art, it looks like an island, but, I mean, it looks like a hand mm -hmm. that's, that's island. It's, it's hilarious. So, like, you know, the the Hawaiian mythology or, you know, like uh, Maui. I, I played it with that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, so, there you go. Yep. Um, I really liked it. Uh, pretty easy to learn. Most of the Cosmo two-player games are uh, pretty simple, medium to lightweight. Okay. So, um, I, I really like that one. So, um, you know, like uh, Maui and whatnot. Uh, of course. Mythology. Because that was your ringtone when you called me a couple <laughs> yeah. of times was You're Welcome. The next game we have on our list is The Hobbit Enchanted Gold. I have not heard of this okay. one. Okay. So I actually got this one back when uh, Badlands Games was in in business in the Western Mall. Um, it's uh, okay. So Bilbo and the dwarves set out to slay Smog, but the path of, to the dragon's refuge is beset with peril. Players gain gems through skillful play of their cards, and with combinations of different colored gems, they can overcome opponents and pave the way to Smog. Whoever defeats the most foes and thus Garners the most victory points wins. So um, it's actually really cool components. I mean, the cards are are, are nice. Um, the uh, the gems are awesome. I mean, the gems are really what what made me buy the game, which got so a little stupid when, when you think about these. I mean, you can get them in the craft section basically. But I really like them. I always like colorful gems and shiny bits. So it's shiny. That's kind of what got me. 
Uh, it plays in about 30 minutes. And uh, How many times have you played it? I have played it uh, once. <laughs> um, you get to say the next one because I have no idea. <laughs> okay, it is, uh, I, I guess I pronounce it uh, Hengist. Hengist, H-E-N-G-I-S-T. Yeah, it's, um, okay, so 30 years have passed since the Romans left Britain. The power of the Picts and the Scots, and this is kind of why I like it, Scottish. Oh. One of my other likes. We are not <laughs> so going Highlander on this thing the, again. The power of the Picts and the Scots is growing, and they are pushing inland. In order to save Britain, the great chieftain Vortigern has asked the Saxon brothers Hengist and Horsa to help defend Britain. You and your brother agree to help, but over the years, Vortigern has become greedy and does not pay you enough. It is time for you to take matters into your own hands and take what is rightfully yours. You have good maps, strong fighters, and stout boats. The coast is littered with villagers, towns, monasteries, and estates. All are waiting to be pillaged. Who will win the thrilling hunt for fame and fortune? Hengist or Horsa? In Hengist, both players compete for the same treasure tiles. The player who reaches a treasure tile with one of his raiding groups first gets the tile, but a part of the road is hidden and must be explored first. Not always is the direct path the most successful way. The player who uses their cards wisely and has a little bit of luck will get more valuable treasure tiles and win the game. Um, I played this one a couple times now. Uh, with, uh, I believe, Eknum. And, uh, yeah, um, he, he won. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Um, it was a fun game, though, and I, I think I ended up picking up cheap uh, at Miniature Market one of their sales. So, uh, really cool components, too. Um, I, I guess I, I can't remember what company it's from. Oh, uh, Mayday Games. Yeah. Yep. Um, but awesome little wood pieces. Uh, cool tiles. I would de stuff. definitely recommend that one. What is our next? <laughs> I'm tapping out on that one. Oh, come on. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. How would you say it? Uh, Halikala? Halikia? Halikala. Oh, my God. It's another Hawaiian <laughs> game. Dear Lord, praise Jesus that my house is in all Hawaiian right now. Yeah, true. I, I have a, quite a few Hawaiian shirts, mostly because I'm a fat guy, and I love Hawaiian shirts because they fit nice. You're not a fat guy. Stop it. All right. Uh, in the two-player game, Hosterson, players are, um, I guess that's the way they, they pronounce it. I don't I don't get it. Uh, so anyway, in, in Halakala. Halikia. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Our building's statues on the slopes of a volcano to honor their gods. The higher the statues are built up the volcano, the more they score in one of the two scoring phases. But of course, the closer they are uh, built towards, the, the cater, the danger of being destroyed by volcano, vol, volcanic <laughs> eruption is higher word, as well. Honey, word. Sometimes I have problems with letters. <laughs> By playing numbered ships one through five to the beach, you move a ship clockwise. The sector in which the ship is moved will be evaluated. If a player has placed a numbered ship into the sector, he may gain a card from the sector. Cards are required to build statues, buy bonus scorecards, or to influence the direction of the lava. When the volcano finally erupts two times in the game right before evaluation. So it gets a 6.72 on BGG, which BGG. is pretty high for a two-player game. I know what BGG is. It's Board Game Geek. Yeah, that's about 40 minutes. Um, yeah, that's uh, by Z-Man Games. I'm kind of hoping to get that one at the table here shortly. Uh, I know Ectum would like to play this one with me, so maybe you and me, or maybe you or uh, me and Ectum can get it 
Sure. Okay. Uh, what is our next one? Um, our next one is Food Fight, which I have not played. I want to play it, but you played it recently. Not recently. A while back, maybe? Uh, it's actually called Food Fighters. Food Fighters. And so um, there's actually two games that I own called Food Fighters. And the reason why is when I was a kid, there Memory was... <laughs> There was this line of toys. I don't know if anyone else remembers it, but there it was. It was also a cartoon. Nope. And we were born like what six months apart, and I have no idea what you're ever talking about. You're a girl, and I'm a boy. Yeah. So uh, they had this line of toys called Food Fighters, and it was like uh, Colonel Drumstick or whatever. And you'd have uh, pizza and hamburger. And they'd have arms and legs sticking out, and they'd have little weapons attached to them. Well, when I saw these games, the one really embodied those toys. And that was, I believe, by Cryptozoic. Um, then I found this other one, and I ordered it off of Amazon, and uh, it was okay. Uh, it's, it's, but it's a two-player game, whereas this other one is just strictly a card game. You can have, I uh, think, four to six people play. Uh, but this is a two-player game. The four to six player game is the one that I saw you... Yes, we played in team. In team. Yep. So what's the difference between the four-player and the two-player? Well, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. All right. Food Fighters is a fun and light two-player battle game. Each player controls a team of foods, trying to win food fight against the opposing team. First player to knock out three matching foods from the other team wins. You and your opponent each control a faction of food fights. On your turn, you can move a food fighter or roll dice to attack an opponent that your food fighter is thinking about or that is in reach. Or roll for beans, which is cash. After that, you can spend your beans to buy awesome gear from the store or power cards that are unique to your team. Then it's the other guy's turn. Keep going until you've knocked out three of a kind on your opponent's team, and you've won. So it's a, it's a pretty simple little game. Uh, I don't know why we haven't gotten to the table. I've got a couple expansions for it, too. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, that's Food Fighters. Coming up next is The Legend of Landlock. I think you've had this one oh. out a couple of times, but I don't ever remember playing it. Yeah, so I um, I played it a couple times with kids. Okay. Um, and I like it because it's gnomes, and I love gnomes. <laughs> uh, we're talking a lot about the stuff you like tonight. Yeah, gnomes are cool. And they're real people. <laughs> Be aware. So... Gnomes come alive in the middle of the night and clean your house. Oh, okay. Yes. So, kind of like the Gnome Alone movie on Netflix? I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. That one's really good. The kids really like it. Okay. So, in this one, it's a, it's a tile-based game. So, uh, in this quick two-player game, you take turns placing tiles that depict either bridges or streams, ultimately forming a six-by-six six square. You score points by connecting your path or stream to as many sides of the square as possible and by isolating your opponent's team or stream, sorry, or path. As you may have to place tiles that are that not only help you and hinder your opponent, but also tiles that may hinder you and help your opponent. There is a depth of strategy that is bellied by whimsical art and cardboard tiles similar to Carcassonne, but plays more quickly. Um, so if I remember right on this one, is one person is playing the streams, and the other player is playing the paths. So you have one or the other. So you're not playing both streams and paths. It's strictly one player is the streams, and one player is the paths. So which game? Is it Carcassonne, or um, what's the other one? Settlers of Catan. Is it more like, you think? Oh, it's Carcassonne. It's Carcassonne. Yeah, Carcassonne's a little tile that you place. Uh, Catan is the one where you're building roads and, oh. and settlements. Gotcha. Okay. Fun, 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 fun. Okay. Uh, what is our next game? Attila. Oh, I played this one a couple times. Attila the Hunt? Yes, and this comes in a little metal uh, case. I really like that. The artwork's very funny. Um, so Attila the Hun was an infamous barbarian warlord. Really? <laughs> no. I have not heard. This is brand yes. new information. Um, and he was killed by the Highlander. 
Nice. <laughs> okay, so Attila, um, Attila the Hun was an infamous barbarian warlord whose army of nomadic horsemen terrorized the people of Europe and Western Asia for nearly 20 years. Attila, on the other hand, is a light and fast-paced game in which one player controls Attila and two of his warriors, while the other player controls three Roman soldiers, one of them being Roman general Flavius Audius. <laughs> Audius. Uh, to set up, players create a playing area from the four game board tiles, such as a 4x5 rectangle. Then they place the figures on empty spaces. Uh, in a, on a turn, you move one of your tokens in a knight move, as in chess. Uh, you can traverse occupied squares in empty space as long as you land on free spaces. Then you, you place scorched earth tile on any empty spaces. Players alternate turns, and whoever first can't move a token loses the game. Um, I played this one a couple times. If it's anything like chess, I would be bad. It's very quick. Um, same with uh, Ninja vs. Ninja. It's, it's kind of like chess. I mean, you have certain movements you can move with your characters. Like I said, chess, bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it plays pretty quick. Uh, I've played it a couple times. Um, let's see here. I played it with Ecno twice. <laughs> <laughs> and we each won once. Okay. So, uh, really cool container, uh, little, little metal container with an open-up lid. And then the pieces are wooden and the tiles are cardboard. So. Fun stuff. Yep. What's our next game? Brave Rat. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, another another metal case game. Uh, this one's by Blue Orange, I believe. Yes, Blue Orange Games. Um, so this is, when I saw this, uh, I had to pick it up. I got it. I got a pretty decent price. I think it was at Minish Market as well. <laughs> um, it, it reminded me of Braveheart. Ah, that's, so, where, but that's where the picture came from. Yes. It was kind of giving me Braveheart vibes. On yeah, so uh, Brave Rats was released as R. It is a simple, um, short, simultaneous action select game um, for two players that play cards. So uh, both players have a hand of eight cards, numbered zero to seven, with each card having special power. Both players choose a card, then they reveal them simultaneously. The highest card wins the round. And the players play until someone has won four rounds. The card's special powers greatly influence the game. This sounds kind of like Get Bit. A uh, little bit, I guess. Because, I mean, could, you have certain yeah. cards, and, I mean, they're all numbered, yeah. but at least with this game, it sounds like each card has a special ability. It does, and it reacts to the card that's played against it sometimes. Yeah, so whereas Get Bit, you're just picking a number and trying not to get bit by the shark. Right. Yep. It, it shares some similarities to it. Yeah. Awesome. What is our next game? It looks like it's Giraffe Attack. Oh, really? Is it? It looks like it. And that is by? Um, I guess it would be Cosmos. No! It's actually Green Couch Games. Oh, then I haven't played it. Yes, and who else does Green Couch? My yeah. favorite game. Yeah. Which is? Best Treehouse Ever. That's correct. Okay, so in Jurassic Tech, which I also have the playmat for, which is a wrestling ring. So we have not gotten this one table yet. I thought you did get this one to the no, table. No, we didn't. You didn't? Nope. Because I, I actually picked this one up at Geekway. The one day you got, you were playing like strictly like greenhouse games, it felt yeah. like. Yep. Okay, so in Jurassic Tech, two players face off in an epic face-to-face -face dinosaur battle. In the game, each player chooses a dinosaur or pack of dinosaurs of the same type from their hand. Then they reveal them simultaneously to compare ferocity values. The player with the highest total ferocity wins... Ferocity. Ferocity. That's what I said. No, you didn't. I've said that like a million times. No, you didn't. Ferocity. You said ferocity. 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 Okay. <laughs> taking for Russia. <laughs> Alright, taking their rival dinosaurs into their score pile. Different types of dinosaurs are worth varying amounts of victory points. So it's important to plan well and make sure not to give away too many points in the event of a knockout. These 
fierce prehistoric beasts each have their own special effects as well. Some hunt alone, while others may pack with dinos of different types, and sometimes with a well-placed bluff. Players may even be able to sneak some of their precious eggs into their own score pile to protect the future generation. Awesome. Sounds like a fun game. Let's play it. We should. Also, we should play Zombies vs. Cheerleaders. I'm still being the zombies. I call the zombies. Okay. I'm going to take some food. And what is our final game, dearie? Ninja versus Ninja. All right. And this one I've had for a while. I actually picked this one up at Lewis. Really? They had a game or a sale on their, their toys. Cool. So I picked it up. So, um, all right. It, it, your ninjas must defend the honor of their dojo against the rival dojo. Victory hinges on eliminating ninjas and skillfully ven uh, venturing into the opponent's dojo. <laughs> Why do you keep saying dojo? Dojo. Dojo. I couldn't say it without laughing. Dojo. <laughs> but how far do your ninjas dare to go, and will they return? Every move is a critical as your position, your ninjas, for defense, and ready them for their mission. Prove yourself to be worthy, master with a ninja versus ninja. Dojo. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, so I've had this one for a while. I've played it a couple times. Um, I played it with Mark. Wow, Mark. Mac. I haven't heard anything from Mark in a while. Mac. Someday he'll come back. Right? Probably not. Never. He's loving it up the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of okay. California. Yes, California. So that's all we have for our two-player games. I would just like to shout out to, we went somewhere today that was really, really cool in downtown Sioux Falls. It's a little kid, not a little kid store. It's like a kid toy clothing store. It is very store. deceptively. It is. It's like Narnia. As soon as you mm -hmm. walk in, it's just a massive toy store that's in this little tiny location. Mm -hmm. There's room after room. Yeah. Do you remember the name of it? It was like a nesting doll of stores. <laughs> What was the name of the store? Was it like Child's Play or Child's Out to Play? I don't know. I think it was like Play Games or Play Toys or something. It's on. If you live in Come Sioux Falls, if you live stuff. in Sioux Falls, or <laughs> we will get the name of it for you. It's on the corner of Phillips and Eleventh. Yeah, there you go. It is just this little store that I've seen forever. Board games. There, they have board games. Oh my God, they have so many board games. Yeah. And lots and lots of board games that I had never. I mean, they had a whole bunch of unlock escape room type games. Yep. And we have two of them. And I think they have like eight versions. Yeah. Oh of yeah. It. Yeah. There's there's quite a few of those out there. And they had a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, they had a whole bunch of Haba toys. We didn't see any Haba games. We saw Haba toys. They had a little book area, and then yep. a clothing section. But it was just unique toys and knick-knacky, not knick-knacky. knick um, Yeah. It was Give the Joe a game. Super fun. We had a hard time getting the littles out of there. That's true. <laughs> and your husband. And my husband. Yeah. I think you spent a good ten minutes in the game board Just section. drooling because yep. I was having a stroke. Yep. And I found something that I really liked. It's a 3D. Oh, yeah. Disney Castle with most of puzzle. the puzzle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a puzzle castle. Yeah, they also had a Harry Potter one, too. They did. They had a whole bunch of Harry Potter yes. um, 3D Awesome puzzles. Christmas ideas there. Yes. Yes. There was one. I want to get the little glow, glow rocks. Oh, yeah. Those look cool. Those look really cool. They're only cool. 10 bucks, So you get a pack of four oh. glow cubes mm -hmm. that light up. Or maybe they're light-up cubes. They light up, you put them in the bathtub or whatever, and they're just... Sensory. Yeah. They just look cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would totally have them when I just lay in the bathtub. Cassie would love to put those in her slime. Oh, yeah. She would love to put those in her slime. Yep. I think they would be really fun in the bathtub. Yep. So that's what we did today. Um, we have a winner for our Munchkin Spell School. Yes. Uh, Sally from T, South Dakota, 
will be receiving our game, Munchkin Spell School, by Steve Jackson Games. So I hope she enjoys it or gifts it along to whoever will enjoy it. Thank you, Sally. Yep, thank you for listening. So our next giveaway, uh, and since it's, it's December, we're going to go ahead and do one game giveaway for the next couple weeks. This is news to me. So we will be giving away another game next Sunday. And so that game is going to be Munchkin Oz, the deluxe edition. This is heavy. Yeah. It's like 800 pounds at least. Well, it's a lot heavier than Munchkin Spell School. Well, there's a board in there and, and some special stuff, so... Yes, so Munchkin Oz, the Guest Artist Deluxe Edition. This comes with the board of Munchkin Oz, and uh, it's entirely re-illustrated by Katie Cook. And it just, it looks awesome. Uh, great artwork. Um, yeah, so that'll be our, our next um, giveaway. And so we will be giving away that next Sunday. Um, to enter, all you need to do is send us an email to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook.com and tell us something about this episode that you liked or hated or suggested or whatever. Just tell us something about this episode. And if there's topics that you guys want to hear us talk about, just leave us. That could be your comment, too. You know, I would just leave a comment, and then if you have something that you want us to talk about, just leave us a comment about it. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, that's pretty much what we have for tonight. Our next topic is going to be favorite games from 2018. Oh, yes, because it's getting close to the end of 2018. Mm -hmm. so, so I thought that would be a good... And we will have a few things to talk about because I have three, four Kickstarters that have been sent out. Ooh. So we might have some stuff coming in the mail this next week. So look forward to that. Boxes to open. Yep. So we will talk about that next Sunday. So until next time. I'm Jesse. And I'm Joe. Good night.